Earn, Spend, Live presents Eavesdropping. Real women, real talk. Hey guys. Hello everyone. Did you miss us? Duh. Yeah. I, I thought we did. You? We missed you. Um, and today we are back with the podcast. I think we announced a couple of weeks ago we were going <laughs> to stop doing them every single week. Yeah, and it's been like a month. It's been a really long time. So we're a little rusty, so we apologize in advance. But we're excited to be back with you guys. And we put together an extra good outline. It'll be a really good show. Yeah, it's going to probably be a little long, but that's okay, because it'll be another month. <laughs> We'll yeah, enjoy, savor the extra time with us. So, Elise, what's happening in the news? Okay, so the Emmys happened this past Sunday. I feel like I had to have been asleep or something. Like, I kind of you saw always people are talking about the Emmys on Twitter and was like, oh, wait, that's today. Literally so much shit happened. Okay, so I made a list. She did. So, first off, this is, like, the most important oh, to me. Yeah. Um, Rachel Bloom, our queen... She is on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which should have been nominated for all of the Emmys, but was not. It was nominated for one song that they did, they wrote. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she had to buy her Emmys dress instead of a designer, you know, letting her borrow it for the night and then giving it back like all of the other celebrities. And she had to buy it because designers don't really like designing for anyone who is not a size zero yeah she's like a size eight or so um, like a normal right like a normal person woman. normal yeah. body um she looks like i mean i don't far off for me she wore a gucci gown yeah and she had to buy it and then she's going to sell it on one of the like designer consignment mm-hmm. resale sites yeah which she came back and she was like oh we didn't even ask gucci like don't blame gucci yeah like, no hate But still. And she was also like, it's a good thing I can afford it. Right. Yeah, she was like, I'm excited I can afford it now. But still, like, designers, get it together. But I mean, also, like, I know this from watching the Zoe report, you guys. Ooh. Um, But a lot of times designers don't have to reach out. Or, like, sorry, actors don't reach out to designers. Yes. Designers call you. And, like, Gucci could have called her up and been like, girl, I want you to wear my dress. And instead, obviously, that didn't happen. I'm hoping it'll happen now. Like, that was my first thought when I saw this was, like, oh, maybe she's speaking out. So, like, next time. Because you know how, like, what was it? Like, there was something with Melania Trump where, like, no one wanted to style her. And then someone came out. Was it Ralph Lauren or somebody? And they were, like, all fucking style Melania Trump. (laughs) I don't remember, but I will believe you. Elise follows celebrity news a lot more closely than I do. Yeah, but you follow politics more, so I figured you would have seen Yeah, it, but, but, like, I don't know. I tried to leave it was her out of like it. That. But anyway, I'm hoping some designers will hear this and be like, oh, I want to be the first one to, like, start designing for plus size. So, not even plus size, fuck. Right, normal people. <sighs> yeah. And that's what's crazy. I think even that, like, linguistic slip is just because we still think of, like... Yes straight size and designer world is up to a size four and then after that it's plus size and so anyone over a size six is just obviously fat and that's such a weird social construct to try to wrap your mind around and mm-hmm. then deal with but rachel bloom's amazing yes and she looked fierce um so the other bit of news i have is according to levo um they tweeted this during the emmys night um, 11% of the nominated writers and directors at the Emmys this year were women. Um, so of, that means of the 36 nominated writers, only four were women. Wow, dude. Which sucks. Four. Mm-hmm. 11% sounds four. better than four. Does it? Yeah. That's not great. No, neither number <laughs> is good. So let that sink in. Well, it's just crazy when you think about all of the amazing women that you can think of who are writing television. Yes. Like, how are they And not? all of the female-led TV shows. It makes you think, like, how many men are actually writing for female characters? Yeah. Because I don't like that. There is a whole thing, and I wish I had, like, had read this story more carefully because I didn't think it was going to be useful, but they're doing a remake of Lord of the Flies. I heard about this. It's and so it's going stupid. to have women, but a man is writing it. And, like, the whole reason why Lord of the Flies initially had no women is because... It's about how men were fucked up. Yes! It's about, like, <laughs> the toxic patriarchy. And it was also... And masculinity. Because a man was like, 
Dude, I don't really think I can write women. That's kind of weird. Yes, you're right. That is weird. Like, yes. Well, and one of the running jokes is like, so literally what's going to happen in this movie? They're all going to like get to, like get along and like solve the world's problems. They're all going to work together and then everything's <laughs> going to be great. Girl, don't even get me started. I actually, we should do a future podcast or maybe article about the role of women in government and how it creates a more collaborative and generally amazing environment. I'd love to. So, yes. I'm also trying to twist Malia's arm and get us to do a podcast on the history of feminism. Because I've always, like, Malia just drops knowledge all the time (laughs) that I'm just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? She knows so many things. The problem is I read about it a lot, but I don't have... I'm not great at that sort of, like, linear historical thinking, so I'll have to, like, prep. And you know I don't know if you guys me. know this, but, like, a lot of times we prep our podcast two hours before we do our podcast. Yes. We are We are procrastinators. We are last-minute people. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. no, I thought it would be fun to do, like, a types of feminism yeah. thing. Like, do something like that. Yeah. Okay. So like, m- you're feminist and you didn't know it. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. So, moving on. Um, this is less important, but Kate McKinnon brought her girlfriend as her date to the Emmys, and I per- I had no idea that she dated girls. To which I said, girl, she only <laughs> dates girls. Um, I didn't want to assume. Fair. Yes. But I actually did not know that she was the first openly gay cast member on SNL. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, she did. She started off on, like, the big gay variety show. What? Yeah, by Rosie O'Donnell. Her show, like, she up on her show, and then know. they got her for SNL. And initially people were like, really? Like, another white woman? Because at the time, SNL had a huge diversity problem, and people were like, God, at least she's gay, okay? Like, leave us alone. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, she's very, very much into the ladies, which is also why her Ghostbusters characterization was so good. Yeah, but everybody's, like, making a big deal out of it and posting pictures of them kissing at the Emmys. Well, she had a long-term girlfriend Mm. up until, like, 2016, and then they broke up. So this is her new girlfriend. Yes. This also reminded me of, so Demi Lovato, as I'm sure y'all know, came out as bisexual (laughs) while she was dating. She was in, like, a seven-year relationship with a man. So she'd been with him since she was, like, 18. So anyway, um, I guess it was six years. So she came out as bisexual, and she hasn't talked about it since. Well, now she was, like, there's photos taken of her at Disney World or Disneyland, I guess, with, like, holding hands with a girl, and the girl had her hand on Demi's ass and this and that. So everybody's like, oh, my God, like, is she gay? Is she bi? What is she? And I'm rolling she, my eyes right now. She finally came out and was like, I'm not talking about it. She was like, this has nothing to do with my music. That's awesome. Which I like that. I love. One of the guys in the office has a vendetta against identity politics and I kind of dig this as like instead of being like I'm bi so you need to leave me alone like instead of defining herself by her sexuality which if you do like go you it's not you know but you don't have to right like identity politics can work for you if you feel like that's your defining identifying characteristic then like go for it but if your music is more important keep it focused you go Demi well, because I, I think it's more of she doesn't feel like she owes anyone an explanation. Right. It's her life, which totally respect that. And that was my thing with Kate McKinnon was, like, everybody was making a big deal out of it. And I yeah. was like, can you let her live? There are definitely some, uh, like, there were other people on the internet who were like, wait, she dates women? <laughs> like, they were just mind blown. Yeah. but like, I mean, I didn't know, but. But you weren't, like, It wasn't, like, shocked. a shock. Yeah. No. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. You're like, yeah, all right. You just thought she wasn't dating people. Like, yeah. You know, but yeah, right. I thought it was cool that yeah, first openly gay cast member. Yeah. Oh, uh, and this next this next bullet point, Elise wrote in. Yes. Yeah, so I saw all over my Twitter timeline Saturday night that Anna Ferris was looking amazing at the Emmys despite her divorce with Chris Pratt. Garbage. Are people saying that about Chris Pratt? Probably not. Have you heard anything? I haven't. It's no. sexist, sexist no. AF. No, sexist. everyone's like, oh my god, Chris Bratt's divorced now. Look how hot he is. Like, that's all they're it's fucking so saying. It's so dumb. Like, what is she going to do? Shave her head? Brittany? Go bash a car in with an umbrella? She, like, she's fine. <laughs> an she, umbrella. <laughs> she's fine. She's alive. Like, why are you surprised that she's at the Emmys instead of, like, curled up in her bed? Well, and, like, everything they've said about the divorce so far indicates that it's amicable. Like, I'm sure it's still upsetting, but... But no one's saying these things about him. Right. It's all like, oh, poor Anna Faris. Like, no, she's fine. Like, she's all right. Like, leave it alone. Yes. Yeah. 
No, that's garbage because she is still gorgeous and Chris Pratt is still out there looking fine. So yeah. like they're both fine. They're like in in both ways. They're both fine yes. attractively and they're both fine like emotionally. And believe me, I mourn their pairing as much as any of you. Yes. They were adorable. Yes. But like I'm also cool with the fact that as adults they decided that that relationship was no longer right for them and they're breaking up. Yes. It happens. Um <laughs> on less serious news. Yeah, so that that's it for the Emmys. Um, I also want to mention that Reality Steve is still on his soapbox about Aerie Jr., a.k.a. Not Peter, as yeah. he calls him. Um, have you seen any of his tweets? I haven't seen the newest batch, but I he... saw the first. <laughs> so the floodgates, yes. So right now he... So yeah, he has about 40% of Not Peter's girls, and he's threatening to start, like... Uh, like, releasing details and stuff. And he said, like, a bunch of them have deleted their Instagrams and this and that. I don't really know what's going on, but he's, like, threatening to do stuff. And it's amazing. Like, he won't shut up about it. Yeah, and he's really mad. She's looking at his tweets right now. Yeah, one of his tweets was, they lose it anyway the second anything negative is said about not Peter. It's basically a compliment at this point. Because <laughs> all of the RE fans get very mad when he... Anyway, it's, like, it's going to be a shit show. I'm not um, watching. I don't plan on it, but I think I will get my updates from Reality Steve. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep following Reality Steve, but I am not watching the show. I am Team Peter. But I will say, Mike Fleece tweeted again. You know how he loves to tweet. And he said something. It was a couple weeks ago, so I don't like, remember. we're not done he, with surprises? Yeah. Or no, it was that, but he also said something about you never know who could pop up on the Winter uh, Games. Because they have a new show that's like yeah. the Bachelor Winter Games. So I'm thinking maybe they're going to have Peter go on that because that's not really like I don't think it's going to be like a dating show oh it's going to be like them competing maybe yeah like a game show because you know like, like MTV's The Challenge yeah. or whatever well, like The Bachelor is. Pad way back when was yeah. like a game show yeah so I people think people still like were banging everywhere yes. but so I think Peter might be on that but I'm mm, not positive that would be interesting it's just my like insider info well and that frees him up to like be back on Paradise or something mm-hmm. I don't want him on Paradise. I want him to be The Bachelor. Maybe. I mean, but also I want them to fire on. Mike Fleece and just like yeah, get he rid needs of to that. go. <laughs> Other news. This is very important news. Um, Aaron Condren's having a sale, and literally everything on their site is twenty five percent off right now. Um, no code. You just like go to the site. Um, we've got a link for you. It's earnspinlive.com slash go Aaron Condren. This is... No, um, you didn't say it right. AaronCondren.com. <laughs> Oops. Say it again. EarnSpinLive.com slash go slash AaronCondren.com. No dot, just com. And this is technically an ad or whatever FTC, but we also... Oh, I didn't put that in here. <laughs> That's news. Oh, yeah. A um, bunch of celebs got in trouble for, like, not disclosing all their ads. So, so now we are disclosing everything. Yeah. Every we're, time you hear us say a coupon code or a link, it's an ad, and we're trying to make money. We are. We're trying. Sorry, not sorry. The more money we make, the more podcasts we can do. So, But we do love the stuff that, like, we're never going to tell you to buy something that we right. haven't tried. And we have Aaron Condren stuff all over our desks at home offices. And I actually literally have an Aaron Condren robe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wear it all over my house. I have a blanket. And do you have a pillow too? No. No, we didn't get the pillow. You have flip-flops. I actually don't like their pillows because they still have the, like, you can put your name on there. Uh, and I don't like that. It's weird. Yeah, I don't want my name on a pillow. I'm sure they're soft, but. But you can just take your, you can just not put your name on it. I mean, yeah. I don't think we did a name on your blanket. No. Uh, I think we did Earn, Spend, Live. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. So sometimes we put our name on the merge. Sometimes we put Earn, <laughs> Spend, Live on the merge. It just depends on what mood we're in. But I don't think I've used really anything other than an Aaron Condren notebook in, like... A couple years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. I have one notebook I got for Christmas that I use, but other than that, it's all EC. So, yeah. 25% EC. off the big deal. They don't run, like, <laughs> blanket sites, like, your blanket sales like that very often. So, go shop. Blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-ways. So, Elise, what's our... It's our real talk. What are we really talking about today? So today we are talking about workplace benefits that millennials actually want. We feel very strongly about this as millennials because it feels like every day you turn around and there's a new think piece on Forbes 
or like that's written by like a 50 year old dude or mike yeah they're all they're everywhere and they all say like millennials want ping pong tables what do we do according to this study yeah and it's always some sort of like obviously this is a hyperbolic example but sometimes it's ping pong tables sometimes it's pool tables Sometimes kegs. it's bean bags or kegs. Mm-hmm. I do do like a bean bag. That can stay. <laughs> we should have put that on the list. I know. I forgot about it. Um, and like, don't get me wrong. I love free alcohol at work. But so what we would like to tell you is as millennials. Yes. As real life flesh and blood millennials with opinions. Who have been in the workplace for three plus years now. Millennials are not stupid. Like, we do not want stupid stuff. We don't want frivolous at, things. Yes, and we don't want it at the cost of the real benefits. Yes. So there's a growing trend that yes, we have yes, seen, yes. especially in, like, some startups or fun tech companies. Um, I would like to specifically call out a few disgraced female-led <laughs> tech companies, and it makes me very sad, but Nasty Gal or Thinks. Um, they get called out for having such fun and vibrant and hip cultures, but then people are, like, looking at their package and they're like, actually, there are no benefits. What happened? Like, where's my health insurance and my maternity leave? Yeah, literally at Nasty Gal, like, someone got fired for being pregnant. Right. Like, how absurd is that? I think a female founder was grabbing another, like, employee's boobs. Like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. Like sexual harassment, Yeah. And people just play it off like, oh, it's millennials. Like, they don't know what they want or they only want, like, fun things. If you have something fun, a millennial will, like, if you can write on the walls because you have idea paint, a millennial will want to work there. We're here to say not true. Some of it's cool, but we're going to tell you what people think millennials want versus what we actually want. So, first of all, I've said this three times by now already (laughs) because I really want people to understand this is something that employers think millennials want, but millennials do not want it at all. Ping pong tables. Also under this category, pool tables, foosball tables, air hockey, anything that makes noise, bago can fall under this category. What else am I missing? Those are the big ones. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Also, and this goes along with an open office. (laughs) Yes. So I think the number one thing that bosses or like, Forbes, whatever, everyone thinks that we want is an open fucking office. Right. And that is the last thing And this that can we go, want. like, the open office is on a spectrum. Sometimes it's, like, our office, which is open, but it still has very defined workspaces. Like, we have little half dividers on our desks. Um, but this can go all the way to places where, like, they just have rows of tables and you plop in with your laptop every day and put it down wherever you sit. Like... And it's so trendy. Madness. Every time I see, like, a video or BuzzFeed or anything, it's an open office with everyone running around, and it's so loud. I'm like, who wants that? Right. How and add in a it? ping pong table. Yeah. You'll go crazy. So we don't want that. Another thing on our hit list, um, beer kegs and free food. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'll I take love, some free food. I love having alcohol at the office. Like, I like free wine. I like free beer. I like free food, but is that going to make up for, like, anything else about the office? No. Can you also touch on the sexism of free beer? (laughs) Of choosing to have a keg? Uh, I'm going to try without going on a soapbox. So, I would like to point out (laughs) that a lot of offices offer free beer. Just beer. End of sentence. Yes. Like, free beer. Beer, a beer keg, a kegerator. And I don't want to, like, shun the women out there who do like beer, but... Because there's many out there who do. There are a whole lot of we women don't, out though. there who do not. We hate beer. Like, way and more it's, it's women... And it's just assuming. It's very, very yes. assuming. But more women don't like beer than men don't like beer. Like, by making that the only yes. option, it creates a very bro culture, Actually, the book I started reading a while back and haven't finished because I started reading other books. It's always what happens to me in Mm -hmm. books. Um, But Feminist Fight Club, she starts off talking about her time at Tumblr where she was working for their news division. And they had this very bro-y culture. And when you put together some of these aspects of an office, what you find is something that millennial men want 
and millennial women find abhorrent and deeply offensive to our souls. Yes. So, yes. Our office has free beer and wine, so they get a pass. But a lot of places literally just have a kegerator, and they're like, I hope you like beer. Mm-hmm. Also, beer smells bad, guys. Beer is gross. gross. It's very, very gross. And free food, like, yes, I want free food, but you're not going to, like, recruit me based on the promise of, like, well, free and snacks. It's, if it's free food versus something like maternity leave, which we'll get to, I kind of want maternity leave. Yup. As much as I love food. Kind of like to... Um, be I can buy you. my own snacks at Walmart. I'd like to, like, be at home a few weeks after I pop out a baby, you know? So. Yes. So, um. what's the other... We have two more. Um, so, people think we want unlimited PTO. Malia has more qualms with this than I do. I... So, I've got a couple of links that you'll see if you're looking at this online. But, I mean, we do. Like, millennials yes. as a whole do as, want open As an PTO. idea. Yes. It's a good idea. What a lot of people do is they will put in place open PTO and then the culture of the company doesn't change. And so it's open PTO in name only. Yes. So they say you can have whatever vacation days you want and you can be on vacation as much as you want as long as your work is done. But in reality, you feel super guilty about taking even a week off to go to the beach. So we do want unlimited vacation days when they're truly unlimited vacation days but what a lot of people are finding is that in newer companies that's not what's happening they're saying open pto but because leadership doesn't model it or it's just kind of frowned upon to take time off work it doesn't end up being really open pto and then the other one at least again i don't get this one um pet friendly offices i want that i mean i do but i have a few like, I don't know, like, a few hesitations. Are you going to use that as a way to be like, oh, we have a pet-friendly office, so X, Y, Z thing can't happen. Like, is it a true perk? Or is it, like, a ping-pong table where they're like, yeah, we have a ping-pong because, table like, so we can neglect this other aspect of your yes. career? Well, and if we have, like, an office dog, I'd literally never get work done. Right. So, like, maybe, like, one day a month the office can be pet friendly, you know? Well, I've always wondered too, like, what do you do if someone has severe animal allergies? Yeah, that's true. Because my mom really does. I don't, thank God, because I love all animals, Mm -hmm. but like some people in the office really do. So what if you have a pet friendly office? How does that work out? So, you know, pros and cons. It's very true. Um, And we base some of this on personal experience and vendettas. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was also based on research we did, and one statistic that we found that I thought was really interesting was a survey conducted by FC Consulting on Millennial Benefit Preferences, and they found that 73% of respondents are offered at least one benefit they don't actually value. So they're offering something that at least 73% of respondents are like, that's cool, but like, it's not the most important thing to me. Yeah, I can see that. And I think that's really what at least I was trying to get to with some of mine that I put on here, free food, unlimited PTO, pet-friendly offices, is it's not that I don't want those things. It's that I want those things to really be freely given and not used as mm. a recruiting tactic. Right. Or or in place of other things. Yes, like as a smoke screen. Like, oh, we have this. Everything's great. We're so great. hip and cool. And I gotcha. What I see, at least, and I am not an economist or a business professional at all, I just have a job, but it seems to me like a lot of companies are trying to tap into this kind of surface-level fun as a way of recruiting and keeping millennials instead of offering real substantive benefits. They're using it as, like, a scapegoat. Nice! You want to introduce the next round? Guys, I got Laz out of the window, so he has to come sit with us. He's acting like he's not happy about it, but I know in his heart he's really enjoying the attention. No, but he's, like, staying. He doesn't do this. He doesn't just sit here. Do you, Would you like to say something to our listeners, to our eavesdroppers? He's just staring at the <laughs> microphone. He says meow. He wants to chew the cord. Desperately. And the papers in our hands. Painful. Good. We're just like stroking him. We just need grapes to feed him. Yeah, we're just like not gonna talk to you guys anymore. We're only gonna talk to the cat. <laughs> Hi, Laz. 
Okay, so things we actually want. Like yeah. I mentioned before, I would like some maternity leave. No, what? You're a fertile woman in your 20s? Right? I'm 25. Why would I want that? <laughs> People in their 20s don't have kids. No, definitely not. <laughs> So, it's a common theme with all of these, like, startups or places trying to attract millennials that they, you know, give all these frivolous benefits, but then they skimp on things like maternity leave. Yeah, they definitely cut some corners. Yes. And I know Malia doesn't want to have kids. I do not. I'm not, like, putting her on blast. She talks about it all the time. Yeah, I do. Well, (laughs) I'm not really a bad friend. I don't want to have kids, but I also, it's, it bothers me when a a workplace doesn't have maternity leave. Yes. Yes. Like, because it's a woman's choice. And in order to take the recommended amount of time off, if your office doesn't have maternity leave, you're guaranteed FMLA leave, but that's unpaid. So you have to take three months off work with no pay. Yes. And we already make 77 cents on the dollar for white women. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, and even... Don't take away my 77 cents. Aside from maternity leave, I want paternity leave. Yeah. Like, I don't just want it for me. Like, I think all men should have that opportunity if they want to. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And a lot of companies that are more progressive are expanding it to include adoption, mm-hmm. which I think is really great because you need that time to adjust. Is that just human beings or is that animals? Human beings, tragically. <laughs> but there was that company in, like, the UK or something that offers puppy oh, yeah. leave. Yeah. No, definitely. If you have a new puppy, like, you need that. Yes. But So that's one thing we actually want. Yes. Some time off after we pop a baby out. Yeah. That'd be nice to heal. Some <laughs> to get over our postpartum depression. Like, Nasty Gal was one example where they had fired someone for being pregnant. They say they didn't, so, like, whatever allegedly that's what I have to say to protect myself from libel right and then thanks Sophia Amorosa is gonna come after you (laughs) and then thanks had the same problem and one of the two had a specific issue where like two or three different women had been like fired or they had quit because they'd had children and then the company's response was basically oh we were gonna cross that bridge when we came to it what does that mean right like why would you delay Oh, wait, we're going to wait for everyone to be like, we're all getting pregnant together right now. To decide maternity leave is important? That's absurd. That's stupid. So stupid. I could go on for days about that. Elise's eyes are, like, rolling into the back of her head. Well, it's just stupid. Like, what, people are in their 40s? You expect them to be having babies? Like, no, if you want 20-somethings to work for you, offer them fucking maternity leave. I've said the F word like 10 times. <laughs> She's very passionate. It's been a month, and I forgot how to be filtered. But. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, yes, millennials are delaying the choice to have children. Like, 20 well, years ago, we both would have already been knocked up. But, like, yeah. part of that's also because of this push like you have to stay in your career you face negative consequences for taking time off well and that's why I'm delaying it I mean it's also because like I'm not ready I'm 25 and I'm having fun but it's also because I feel like I need to be established in my career and have my career first before I have kids and that's I mean you should be able to have both right and you should definitely get adequate maternity leave and that's the other thing that's nuts is other countries have mandated paid maternity leave and paternity and paternity leave yes ridiculous like countries that as americans were prone to being like oh my god there's civil rights like oh this country's just a mess like well and i will get political for a second so i don't know if y'all know this or not but i'm a republican but one of my biggest qualms is that Republicans as a whole are generally very pro-life and they're very into babies and procreating, but they don't support things like mater- mandated maternity and paternity leave. Right. And it's stupid. Yeah. They, like, how are you going to be pro-life the pro and then family not support party. that? Yes. But if you're pro-family, be pro-family. I can't. I could go on for days. Yeah. And it's tr- It's a total, it's a very topical discussion so the reason we actually came up with this topic for this week, we were kind of like, oh, what are we going to talk about? Um, but there's a big debate going so on right now. Boss. Yeah, we asked our boss, and she was like, oh, my God, there's this huge healthcare debate. And I was like, that's we were like, nah, way too deep. Like, nah. we can't get that deep. It's a lot more research. We don't have that time um, <laughs> today. Literally, what I said is, will you give me the afternoon off? And she was like, <laughs> LOL. All right, yeah, point I think taken. she just didn't respond. You're right, she didn't. <laughs> That's what happened. 
I know in her head she was like, no, absolutely. That's <laughs> You're a, funny, Malia. No, that's not happening. Um, but the way the changes that are being proposed will really impact women if they're accepted. It's the most disruptive repeal suggested so far. Um, and one of the changes that oh my god, look at Lash they're right trying now. to make. Look oh at that baby. God, he's so cute. Oh. He's curled up and he's like flipped over and he's like looking at us like upside down. He knows we're stressed out right now and he just wants to make us happy. He don't precious. But one of the changes they want to make is to allow states to opt out of requiring employers to provide maternity coverage and health insurance. This isn't even maternity leave. This is letting insurance companies not cover women having babies. Let that sink in and just like, whoosh, that was my brain exploding from the hypocrisy. You know what they're not asking not to cover? Boner pills. You know what else they're not asking not <laughs> to cover? I love that you're going to. Like, it makes me so angry. So angry. Like, a Head woman bringing life into this world or like a dude getting a really nice erection. Hmm. Is there anything hmm. like harder and more important in life than bringing a human being into this world? I really just can't wondering. Think of one. No, me either. It's pretty important. Pretty and major. yet, it's acted like it's an obstacle. Yes, it's treated like an obstacle. It's treated like a disease. But like at least that might be really expensive. This is making me really mad. Okay, yeah. what, what's the next so, thing we want? Because I just I need to. Stop. We also want healthcare, and we want healthcare. <laughs> surprise, to cover surprise! Maternity <laughs> and like getting pregnant and all of these other things. Like, I can't. But you find, I mean, a lot of employers, this is another area where they skimp. They're like, oh, you're 20, like, you'll probably put off having kids, and they, like, roll the dice on it. Same for healthcare. Like, people are like, oh, well, we can just offer this lower-tier health plan. And you can't. That's bad. Give me health insurance. I'm going to notice yep. if you try to take it. Yep. <laughs> so Elise, when she got Laz... <laughs> <laughs> I joke and I say I basically took maternity leave when I adopted Laz because it was during Christmas break last year and it was a good like four, almost like four weeks off slash working from home. Yes. It was Christmas, so we already had holidays, but then our office has this next benefit of a flexible schedule. Yes. So Elise was like, I'll be home. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Like, if you need me, I'm here. Here's a picture of Laz. I know, but I feel like we did have a lot of time off. Like, I'm, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, how the hell did I take four weeks off? And I don't think it was a consistent four it weeks. Wasn't. It was just, like, here and there, because we had so many, like... We like to take time off for holidays. Yes. We like to recognize holidays. But you did take a lot of work-from-home days, or you yes. would work a half day, mm-hmm. especially because a lot of other people in the office take time yeah. off. Yeah. So well, the, the office was, like, empty. Dead. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so flexible schedule is obviously very important to millennials, which I'm going to go back to this. It also goes with having children. Mothers, like, value flexible schedules. Yeah. I mean, I value it, and I just have dogs. Yeah. Like, if we have a vet appointment, who takes them? The one with the flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, it's me. And yep. I don't have to take PTO to do it. I'm just like, I'm going to be offline until 10 a.m., and mm-hmm. then I'll be online till 6. Or, like, yeah. I'll get all my work done. If you need me, this is how you can get a hold of me, but... Well, and it's great for... Millennials do value this because it makes us feel like we're not, like... Our bosses aren't slave drivers. Yeah. And if you work best... I know a lot of people work best at night. And, like, I personally, you know, I'll roll into the office at 9 a.m., but then I'll go home that night and I'll work until, like, 10 p.m. So... Or sometimes you'll work... Like, when your dad's back was hurt, you worked Mm -hmm. from Conway. Right. So you could, like be with your family and it's very so I worked at Belk for two weeks back when I was in college and it literally felt like I was in prison and I had no like no one respected me enough to like trust me with my own time and where we work now we do have a flexible schedule and it makes you feel respected as an adult that you can create your own schedule and you're trusted that you're gonna get your work done it's just I think it it's good for employees because it makes you feel respected. Yeah, I wish I'd pulled the statistic. I know. Because I read it the other day, but it was something like 40% of millennials are willing to sacrifice some amount of salary in exchange for a more flexible schedule. Like, you can't put, like, obviously you can't put a finite dollar amount on it, but if you have one job that's offering you 50000 and one that's offering forty-five, but 
the job that offers 50. You have to be in a chair from 8 to 5. You have 10 paid days off that you use for sick leave and everything. The job that pays 45, you have a flexible schedule. You have a little more vacation days. You have sick days. Like People are more likely, millennials as a generation, are more likely to take the lower paying job. Mm -hmm. Because it does. It just shows, like, it's an extra respect. Yeah. I'll pull that stat at some point. Yeah, we'll link to it in the uh, show notes. If I don't, like, at me. (laughs) At Malia Bowles. Yeah. At me and I'll get with you. Spelled like bowels. Ugh. (laughs) It is not spelled like that. That would invert the E and the L and you will get a different person. close enough. If they just type Malia Bow, they'll find you. Yeah, I'm there. I'm, like, the only one that's fine. Oh, you wrote this next one. <laughs> I, I did. value this as well, but um, so the next thing that we value is professional development. Um, as millennials, as a trend, like as a generation, what we value the most is having a career path and career development. We're very ambitious. We're very career oriented. We don't want to have the same like desk warmer job from you know twenty to thirty. We want to be going somewhere. We want to know what's next, and we want to be always improving. And one way that employers show that they really value this is by providing professional development opportunities. Does an employer offer networking, or do they let you have time off for conferences? Do they pay for you to go to conferences? Do they send you to courses or pay for a certain training? Um, My friend works for an accounting firm, and they offer a scholarship for their employees to get their CPA because they want all of their employees to have a CPA if they're working as accountants. That's amazing. So, yeah, because they're like, this is important to us, so we offer this benefit for you. And so she's going to be doing that, and that was really important to her when she was choosing that job. She's like, honestly, I don't want to be a CPA, but I want to be better at my job. And if this is the way that I really do get better at my job, she's like, that's what I'm going to do. Well, and that's one thing that upsets me about our reputation is that we are very entitled because I feel like we value education and knowledge. Like, we never want to stop learning. So, I don't know. I feel like that's one thing they got wrong. I agree. Yeah, they're like, you're entitled, but no, I don't want to go to a conference to party. Well, and it's like they think we're entitled because we come in and we want to be a leader. Yeah. But that's us being like, no, I want you to teach me how to be a leader. I want to further my career. Like, we're entitled that way. We're entitled to an education. Yeah. A paid paid for education. Preach it. (laughs) Well, you know, we've been having free education this whole time. Like, why start paying for it now? (laughs) No, but I mean, on a for real note, like for an employer, it's really good to offer professional development because you're getting better employees out of it. Yes. You're investing. Yes. A hundred percent. This next one, Elise added. I did. So we millennials love to travel and we're broke because we're going to take the lesser paying job that has better benefits. So we're broke. So we want you to help us travel. Absolutely. We, like, I feel like it was a deal breaker. Like, I know my dad didn't, like, he turned down a lot of job opportunities because they required travel or they required moving. And I feel like this generation is, like, all about it. Like, we want to go everywhere. Like, I see a job posting that's, like, may require up to, like, 25% travel. And I'm, like... <laughs> that's good. Make it... I'll take it. Minimum of 25% travel. Yes. And I'm Can we do 50%, like, please? Yes. I just want to go new places and, like, see new things. Yes. It's exciting. And it's, I think, an important business skill, too. It's also, like, networking. Yeah. goes along with that. Absolutely. It's a good skill to have. Ugh. I wish I Send me places. Travel. Let me travel. Even if it's just to a conference, like maybe the best professional development that I can get as, I don't know, give me a fictional career, an accountant, (laughs) fictional in the sense that I am nowhere near an accountant, (laughs) but maybe the best training I can get as an accountant is in like Denmark. Send me to Denmark. I don't care. Like, I don't care why I'm traveling. Just let me travel. Mm -hmm. But the flexible schedule does enable that as well. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got next? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you take this one. No, it was yours too, but... Yeah, but you're the one who has an issue with unlimited PTO. Yes. Yeah, so the thing about, like I said earlier with unlimited PTO is 
the issue is that they offer it, but you don't always feel like you can take it. Um, even other places where people do feel like they can take it, what they found with a lot of research is with unlimited PTO, people take the exact same amount of vacation that they took with like strict PTO. So even if people are taking advantage of it, they're not like overusing it. Well, and you're kind of, so with limited PTO, when you do travel, you know, it's as long as you get your work done. So a lot of times you're bringing your laptop with you and you're working while you're on vacation. Right. So it's not really a vacation. That's the, yes, that's the other thing I don't like about unlimited PTO is it can feel more like working remotely yes. than it does vacation. Yes. So if you have designated days, right, then you can be like, no, I'm out of office. Don't contact me. Or I'm sick, so I'm yeah. not on my computer. I have 15 of these days and I can use them however I want. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can't talk to me. Get out of here. <laughs> But on the other hand, if something really like devastating happens to you and you need more days, then like yes. you're stuck or there's a lot of, there are a lot of problems with fixed PTO. So my point here is like, yes, give people plenty of PTO, but don't just say, oh, it's unlimited. Like do what you want. Right. So you're saying like have a designated number of sick and vacation days and then have unlimited? I really don't know what the good answer is. Yeah. I think it's probably more of a corporate culture change right. than it is like... Because I think unlimited PTO is also like a trust thing. Yes. Because I think it'd be hard to have an, a flexible, a truly flexible schedule without open PTO. Yeah. But at the same time, I think what's nice about having designated vacation and sick days is you know like... Especially as millennials because we are so ambitious, I think a lot of millennials can tend to be like oh, but am I taking too much time mm -hmm. off? Is it okay if I really take, you know, six weeks of vacation this year spread out throughout the year, or is that too much? And when you have, you have 15 days, period, you know, then you have... to make the most of it. Right. You have a better guideline. So I think it's more of a cultural shift, like corporate culture, listen up, but keep the unlimited PTO, but make it really unlimited. Okay, so 401k contributions... You'd think millennials <laughs> wouldn't care about this because, well, like, we're so far from retirement. And I didn't know or care about it when I first, like, graduated college and like, yeah. started my real job. That's fair. I didn't either. Yeah. But I'm glad that it was there. It's probably thanks to, honestly, our HR that I realized it was as much of a big deal as it is. Mm -hmm. Because when I was offered the full-time position, she sat me down and was like, okay, we will match 4% of your salary 100%. This means 4% of your salary is going to be like extra free money going into your retirement account. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that's cool, isn't it? So now when like Jetty was applying for jobs, my question would be like, what, what's their benefits like? How's that 401k match? Yeah, no, it's important. It really adds up, especially when you're young. And millennials yeah. do care. Jordan worked for a while at um, a company and they matched... It was something, oh my god, it was so bad. Like, they matched up to 1.5% of your salary, but they only matched, like, 75% of it or something. Mm -hmm. Like, they were probably contributing, like, $500 to retirement a year, which is not how that normally yeah. shakes out. Actually, that's probably too generous with my math. I think it was, like, $300. <laughs> Y'all, like we said, we're not accountants. No, I'm really not. There's a reason I kept picking on that. But yeah, so that's important. So, Elise, <laughs> would you choose... So, this next one is pet-friendly offices. If you had Ugh, a regular office don't. or a pet-friendly so office and they were the exact, like, same, which would you choose? Wait, a pet-friendly like, versus... Normal. Say a normal? Like, everything else about them is the same. They have the same benefits? I'm going to say the pet-friendly offers you $1,000 a year less in salary. Um, I mean, I have a cat, so I would choose the non-pet friendly office. Yeah, so like, not I'm not going to like anyway. tote around lat. He's looking at me like, bitch. <laughs> but I'm not going to take him up there where there's dogs. Yeah, he would be like, mad. It's not a deal breaker for me. I think it's like fine. I think it's nice when places have like an office dog or like an office cat. Yeah. More than I like everyone bringing their own. That would be weird because like what if you have a dog like I know terriers like want to tear cats up. Yeah. You know like what if you have pets that don't get along? What if someone tries to bring their bird and then there's a cat there? 
Things that, like, it even, like, my dogs are really friendly, but one of them is deaf and is therefore very awkward in situations with other dogs. Yeah, he has one <laughs> volume. And so he meets another dog and he's like, hello! And the other dog is like, oh my god, what's happening right now? And they run away. So, like, for me, even if I worked somewhere that was pet friendly, I don't think I would bring my pet. No, I think I would enjoy other people's pets. But, if they're well behaved. But like I said earlier, like, one day a month. Yeah. Like, let's not get ridiculous. But that said, we're kind of alone. Other people really, really, really love the idea of bringing their pets to work. Um, I've had friends who have, like, moved companies up their, like, but potential list because they, they have are an open friendly. office. Yeah. Oh, because I was like, if I had my own office, like, obviously, like, yeah, that'd right. be fine. But I'm not going to, like, bring a, like, huge dog to mm-hmm. an open office that's obnoxious. Just to, like, run around. Yeah. Some places make it work, but, yeah. For other millennials, it's totally a priority. Yes. It's something we as millennials want, even if the two of us don't care that much. The two of us are sometimes grouchy old ladies. <laughs> I, like, I told my parents the other day, I was like, my, like, business persona is a grumpy old white dude. You are. Like, I need to name my persona. Like, get feelings out of the workplace. Yes. Stop this. Why can't you just be professionals? Like, she's yes. very, like... I'm a hard ass. She is. You should name your business persona, John. I should, after my father. That's where it comes from, I think. John Williams. That's a very, yes. like, like traditional business He name. could totally have been a CEO. He missed his calling <laughs> with that name. And then another thing that, like, neither of us are especially interested in personally because scholarships and parents and budgeting, et cetera, meant we got out of college student loan free. Um, but some companies have started offering student loan repayment help. And so if you take a job there, they'll pay, I don't know, however it works out, like they'll pay a certain percentage of your loans as long as you work there. Um, the places that come to mind that do this immediately are like healthcare. They'll do student loan repayment to like incentivize you to work in a small town or the military does it. And for people with crushing student loan debt, it's really preferred. And I think it's kind of smart because then you know a certain percentage of like money is going to your student loans no matter what you do with the rest of your budget. I do wonder, first of all, how much, like is if there's a cap to how much they will pay. And then also like if there's a requirement of how many years you have to work there. Probably. Because I feel like some people might just be like, oh yeah, I'll take this job for a year and then leave. You know what I mean? Because there was one, if this came from the study, it was the FC consulting study and they found that millennials are more likely to stay at a job longer if they're mm-hmm. student, lo- they were looking at like retention. Okay. So I would assume like, I don't know, they because we value, pay, like, like, good values in a company. Yes. And I think that's okay. probably the way you're boiling it down. Because I'm sure they're not contributing. Like, they're not going to pay off someone's $100,000 student loans. Like, yeah, if they're not. They're probably yeah. paying, like, $1,000 toward that yes. loan. Like, I think they're helping you. They're not yes. doing it for you. But, yeah. It's more, like, symbolic than anything. But it, yeah. it's a nice way to be, like, nice I value yeah. that you put this work into your education. And so it's like a little high five. We, along with that, go, goes along with professional development. We value companies who invest in us. Absolutely. So, millennials, we're not as complicated as you think we are. We just want respect and money. <laughs> and money. Give me that cheddar. Yes. <laughs> in my retirement account, in my health insurance, just give it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I think. And we get frustrated because when we hang out with, I don't know, like, conventional professionals, like, baby boomers. They're like, ah, oh, millennials, they're so newfangled. We're like, we're not. We want the yeah. same benefits. Like, the pension died because of you, not us. Yeah, like, we're not, like, these, like, weird gremlin creatures that you need to study. Like, we're human beings who want, like, actual benefits. Right, we want to do... ping pong tables. <laughs> We're not that fun, guys. We're, we're not. not that fun. No, we're not. We're, like, no fun. We're just, like, give me that money. Yes. Like, we lived through the recession. We saw what not having money does to people, and we don't want to be there. Yep. So, yeah, we're easy. Mm-hmm. So, now that we've gone on a um, mini soapbox about Ooh. how adult and easy to understand millennials are, now we switch <laughs> to a new segment. 
Uh, okay, so y'all know I like to pull things from different um, podcasts, mostly Betches. Well, I'm obsessed with Caitlin Bristow and her new podcast, Off the Vine, and she always does with her guests like a confessional segment where they confess something like dumb that they've done within the past week. <laughs> so we are going to have adulting confessionals. Which is like we... a more fun version of yes. us rating ourselves. Yes, because when we first heard the podcast, we'd be like, oh, I was a 5 out of 10 this week at being an adult. And then it moved to what was our adulting moment? What did we do well that week? And so now we're going back to kind of like, how did we fuck up this week? I like it. I think it's going to be fun. I do too. I like confessing things. I think it, yes, I do too. I like making fun of myself. Yes. (laughs) And making fun of you. And I was going to say, like, we make fun of each other. We make fun of ourselves. And then the listeners get to make fun of us too. And I like that. Like, if me telling you my confession, which I'm going to do momentarily, really helps you in your life, then I have lived a life worth living. So, guys. (laughs) Elise definitely thought I was making this up, like, just a little. She was like, wait, did you really... So what happened, Jenny and I, my boyfriend, we have lived together for a very long time, and we were going through Target, and Target has this kick-ass line of Star Wars bedroom decorations. And so every time we passed it, I was like, Jenny, I want those sheets. And he was like, Malia, that's dumb. We're adults. That's something you would have in your college dorm. And so we'd walk by and be like, I want that quilt. He'd be like, Malia, that's dumb. That's something you'd have in a college dorm. We're adults. Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like... I like that throw pillow. Mm-hmm. So this went on for a very long time, like months. Um, he did get me a throw pillow, one throw pillow for some occasion, birthday, Christmas, something. Um, and I do love it to this day. It has Darth Vader on it. It's very, very nice. But he was standing by his objection to the sheets. He was like, no, Malia, like, we don't need Star Wars sheets. Like, Just plain gray sheets are fine. Stop it. We don't need Star Wars sheets. So, what had happened was, I went to Target by myself (laughs) one day, and they had these Target, sorry, at Target, they had these Star Wars sheets on sale. Target had Target sheets! (laughs) And they were on sale! They were on a clearance end cap, they were 50% off, and like, y'all, sheets are expensive. Oh, yeah. And we needed new sheets anyway, because our last ones had a hole in them, and I bought the Star Wars sheets. The end. And then I brought them home and I was like, Jordan, I bought the Star Wars sheets. And he was like, really? He's like, yeah. And then I showed them to him. And he was not as excited as I was. <laughs> um, but I have linked to my exact sheets so you can buy them if they still have them in your local store. But they also have a really kick-ass line of Ray-themed Star Wars gear, which means Lady Star Wars, which is awesome. Um, lots of like Princess Leia representation as well. And the stuff that's on clearance seems to be in-store only, but, like, very worth it, my friends. Bless Target. Bless Target. What's your adulting confession? So mine is actually really embarrassing. (laughs) And this is something Malia knows. I, like, came and told her because I knew she'd appreciate it. Um, So I think it's adorable. (laughs) Yes, but not everyone will. Um, I tell you what, listeners, if you don't think it's adorable, (laughs) you at me and I will come for you. But also at Elise because she wants haters. So I'm a planner. I'm just going to defend myself by saying I like to plan and I like to. I'm very Pinterest-y. I like to fantasize about, like, home decor. I was say, you're also very passionate about your home decor. Like, if yes. you walk into Elise's apartment, you know it's her apartment. Like, her sense my of style. Aesthetic. Yes. You know, like, you walk into my house and, like, you can kind of guess, but, like, you're not positive. But you mm-hmm. walk into Elise's and it's like, Elise lives here. Like, very much as a part of who she is as a person. Thank you. So, as y'all know, I plan on having children someday. Probably within the next, like, five years, I would think. I'll be 30 in five years. That's horrifying. Um, so, a few, I'll preface this. A few years ago, literally a few, was it, like, two years ago? Because I think I told you about this. I don't remember. But anyway, mm-hmm. I was at... The diaper bag? Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I was I at Kroger, and I saw this really cute pink and black lace diaper bag. 
And it was really hella cute. It is really cute. And so I saw it and I picked it up and I was like, oh my God, this is really cute. And then my mind got to going and I was like, when I like start having children, this isn't going to be here. I was like, this won't even be here in like a week. And so I bought it. And it's been hiding in my closet for <laughs> two or three years now. I'm leaning toward like three years. Because um, I had it when I lived with my parents and I hid it because I didn't want them to think that I was like pregnant. I was three years. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. So it's been three years. So my boyfriend Austin and I were at Target the other day. And as you all know, I'm obsessed with Wonder Woman. And so there was this really beautiful Wonder Woman poster. It's like hand drawn. It's like paint strokes. It's gorgeous. And Austin saw it and he was like, oh my God, like, look, it's Wonder Woman. That's so cool. And so I like ran over to it and he made a joke. He was like, oh, you should buy it for like, you know, our daughter's nursery someday. And I just stood there silently like petting the poster. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he like immediately took it back and he was like, I was just kidding. I was like, no, I'm getting it. And I literally bought it and it's in my closet now. And I'm going to hold on to it until I'm ready to She won't even unwrap it. Me. Like, I thought she was going to frame it and like put it up in the meantime. No, she's like, this is for I'm my saying. child. So then I decided, I got to like planning and I was like, okay, I'm going to have, even if it's a boy, yes. I'm going to have a Wonder Woman and a Sailor Moon themed nursery. Amen. And it's going to be very like kind of abstract painting. Like it's not going to be like obvious Wonder Woman. Like it's going to be very like subtly, like subtle colors and it's going to be very Pinteresty. Very classy. Yes. Very classy. Um, not very childlike at all. <laughs> That's fine, because then they can, yeah. like, stay in the room as they get older. Yeah, exactly. They'll be proud of it. Um, so, but I will put the link in the description. It's because It's so pretty. Even if you're not planning a nursery, if you just like the poster, I recommend you buy it, because it's gorgeous. I have it tentatively <laughs> bookmarked for my future home office. It's so pretty. But, yeah, that's my adulting confession. I love it. It's just, it's so It's really you. embarrassing. <laughs> but it's not, like, I don't, I mean, I could see why it is, but, like. Like, I'm not embarrassed, but I know people will be, like, embarrassed for me and be like, oh, my God. It's just so perfectly <laughs> you to, like, buy a Wonder Woman poster for your future child. Because yes. then you'll be able to tell them, like, I bought this before I even knew you were going to have yep. it. Yep. But, yeah, I'm a planner. Like, now is when all the Wonder Woman gear is, like, good. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be here. I mean, there's a sequel coming out, so it might be here. But it depends but, on when you time the baby. Yeah, and that's my thing. I'm a very, like, once I get a wild hair up my ass, I have to <laughs> do something. <laughs> gotta that's pick my it. new saying right now. <laughs> I gotta pick it. I've said that, like, 20 times this week, and no one knows what it means. And I'm like, y'all, that's a saying. It's, it's a thing. It is. Yes. I've been saying it a lot, but yes, I got a wild hair up my ass, and I bought the Wonder Woman poster. And I mean, fair. Sorry, not sorry. I buy anything Lady Star Wars related when I see it in Target, because, like, that's only a thing right now, yeah. because we had the new movies, and so at some point, we're gonna go back to a world with no Lady Star Wars, yeah. or, like, anything Black Widow, and, like, this is just for me. <laughs> this isn't for, like, my future spawn. This is me, because I want a Black Widow nightgown, and so yeah. I buy one. That's it. Nightgown. <laughs> it, it's a nightshirt, but yes. Okay. As if a Star Wars nightshirt with matching underwear. Is that ScarJo? Yeah. Okay. But it's the cartoon, like it's the comic oh, drawing okay. version. So That's it's like, like a Wonder Woman picture. is. It's not yes. like Gal Gadot. It's just like a pretty Wonder Woman. Right. Like it's not, I don't have, I'm not sleeping with like ScarJo's face <laughs> plastered all over my body. Don't lie. Because like, no, who can do that? If you sleep next to your significant other, I would be like, oh, stop yeah, looking at my he, shirt. Oh, yeah. Get out. Because she's beautiful. Yeah. Same issue with Gal Gadot. Yep. That's true. Yeah. But yes, whether I have a boy or a girl, I want them to grow up seeing powerful, strong female heroines. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Because you show your nephew Sailor Moon, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Her Long nephews time. are Moonies. They love Powerpuff Girls. Yes. It's very not and cool Moana. for someone born in like... <laughs> Moana at least is cool, but like they were born in... One of the oldest was like 2010. Yeah. Like Sailor Moon was not cool in 2010. Uh, it was about... To, I think it was about to make its comeback. Oh, okay. That was when they were like in the works for doing like the reboot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And Powerpuff Girls did just have a reboot And also, too. hello, Arby's is like <laughs> making like Sailor Moon themed commercials and stuff on social media. Arby's is a trip. I ate them today. <gasps> Because that's they promote my loving this week. Arby's mm -hmm. is so good. 
Yeah, I had Arby's. I loved it. I had their little chicken slider. It was good. So good. Okay, so besides Arby's, what are we loving this week? I'm loving my Star Wars sheets, and I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say it. Jordan is ashamed for me. He says grown adults don't have children's bedding. And if I'm being fully honest, when I looked up the link so that I could share it with you guys on Target's website, it is categorized under boys bedding as in male Stop. children. But Target can go fuck themselves because it's going on this grown ass woman's I thought, bed. I thought they were like gender neutral now. In the stores they are. Like in the aisles oh, they're gender neutral. but not online. Their website is still some bullshit. Mm. Work on that, Target. Get it together. Well, I am loving the fall 2017 box of style. We recently did an unboxing video about it. And if you watched it, you will know that I didn't love all of the box. Um, my rings, I'm actually wearing them right now, but they came in super tarnished. They were like black. Yeah, there are pictures in the video and they looked bad. Yes. But box of style is trying to fix it. They are sending me new rings. So that's exciting. Um, but I'm mostly obsessed with my Gigi New York clutch. And Malia's jealous. I'm so jealous. She's made, like, a devil's bargain that I can trade her this necklace I got in Box of Style for the clutch. <laughs> and she'll have to think about it really hard. But, like, even then, I love that necklace. But I also I know, and love, I love my clutch. clutch. I really love my clutch, but I also really love your necklace. It's so hard. Know. So Box of Style is a $100 quarterly fashion subscription box. And um, go watch our unboxing video. We have reviews on it. And if you want your own box, the next box will be the winter box. Um, go to earnspinlive.com slash go slash box of style. And right now, I think they still have some fall boxes available. So you can use the coupon code fall10 and, and get $10 dollars. off. Yeah. And it's always like this month's box was worth what? Like $500? It was $527. Yeah. Um, except the ring sucked. But, but hopefully they're, they're going to Hopefully yeah. they're going to fix it. But even if you subtract that, it's like three hundred and eighty yeah. for a hundred bucks. Like because the clutch was what one ninety eight. Yeah, two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and the box itself, I got it for ninety dollars because I used the coupon. And I I like that it feels very curated and it feels like items that I wouldn't be able to just go find at Target or Kohl's yes. for the most part. And I will mention this is not a box that we get for free. This is a box that every time you've seen us talk about it or review it, either Malia or I have bought it with our own money. It's true. So we love it very much. Like we shell out the hundred bucks. I canceled yes. other subscription boxes <laughs> so that I could justify continuing to get it. And I've missed two and I'm kind of starting to be like, oh, I needed that. She was super jealous of my fall box. I am so upset about that fall box. You should have gotten it. I don't know why you didn't. I might just for the clutch and like. You should. Get rid of some of the other stuff that I don't want. Yeah. Like the hair conditioner. It's okay. I tried it once. So, uh, yeah, I came with a hair it's conditioner. It's for long-haired bitches. Yeah. I, like I said, I've only used it once. It smells nice. It's in a pretty bottle. And then they also gave me... Was it a four-pack? It was a four-pack of... It's like a three-step facial routine. It comes with a cleanser, a serum, and then a, a charcoal face mask. It was good. Laz didn't like it. <laughs> Laz, like, got so freaked out. Poor Because it was like a sheet mask. But no, that was nice. The cleanser smells delicious. Um, so that was good. And then it also came with like a gold tray that's really yeah. like sturdy and heavy and it's quality. Oh, I forgot about the tray. Dang yeah. it, I really might end up with this box. Well, and I'm sad because I was thinking about it. I was like, I should really give some of this stuff to people for Christmas. But I was like, I don't want to give any of it away. Nope, keeping it. <laughs> like I paid $90 for it. It's mine. That happens, like, every time for me with that box. Like, I, I buy it, and that's how I justify it in my head. Like, oh, I'm getting so many good Christmas gifts. And I'm like, mm-mm. I'm getting myself <laughs> some good Christmas gifts. Yep. I'll just give gift cards again. Yeah. So it's really worth it. Yeah. Dang it. I thought I just talked myself into going and buying it. Go get it, girl. I love that clutch. Go to earnstandlip.com slash go slash box of style and get it. <laughs> um, how am going to wrap this up? That's it. Bye. Yeah, put a bow on it. Yeah, that's it, guys. Subscribe to the podcast. It's eavesdropping on iTunes or on Podbean. You can go download Podbean. Yes, you can find us anywhere. I use a random other podcast app and I find us there. 
Oh, we also just gave this the homepage a little bit of a makeover. <gasps> yeah. So go to earnspinlove.com and see the new layout. Just like check it out. Yeah. We have a little carousel now. It's cute. You can see even more of our articles and it's very fun and whimsical. Mm-hmm. And I am the person literally who's going to be updating it every single day and choosing what posts go on there. Yeah, it's very curated. Yes. That's the word so we should So if it's use. not updated, hit me up. <laughs> be like, hey girl, I saw these <laughs> yesterday. So I'll forget Yes, yeah, so good things happening at Ernst & Live. Good things happening with eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. How We're back. Us? We're back. Who knows when we'll be, when we'll be back again. <laughs> when we feel like it. Yes. Also, you can tell us what you want to hear on this podcast, what you want us to talk about. So suggest topics to us. You can hit us up at Ernst & Live on Twitter um, or at our personal handles, at Emily Williams and at Malia Bowles. Or you can email us at hit us up at earnspinlove.com. We're so accessible, it's redonkulous. We're literally everywhere. We're just like waiting for you to talk to us. Waiting. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast, pitch it. We might go for it. You never know. We might approve you. We'll see. <laughs> you never know if you don't try. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.